And we are live. Good evening and welcome everyone tuning in to the Hashtag Stories of Healing podcast, episode eight. The focus of the podcast is to share a story and dive into the healing process within that challenging time in life. The story could be about pain, struggle, anxiety, depression, a heartbreak, loss of employment, trauma, or any specific challenge that brought a tough experience to overcome. Stories, stories of Healing is here to inspire, motivate, help others lift and rise up through their past or present struggles by listening in, connecting with that special guest who tunes in to sharing their story of healing and how they overcame their battle. What was their healing process? That being said, good evening and welcome everyone. Today's special guest was born and raised in St. Paul, Minnesota, owner of 484 Entertainment and host of the Trap House podcast, lifelong learner and mental health advocate, especially for men. He spent a lot of time working, researching, and giving. He is currently getting ready to launch a program by the name of Trades for Grades, in which he rewards kids for academic achievements with trading cards. And he is also in the process of launching an after-school program that will teach podcasting to teens. He has two sons, Caden, 18 years old, and his youngest, Dallas, who will be two in a week, who he lives with. So his main title is Father. Single father, if you want to be technical. <laughs> Joe A. Gosman Jr., welcome, brother. How are you doing tonight, man? I'm good, man. Good, man. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Of course, man. Thank you for being on the show tonight. Uh, I appreciate you. I'm very grateful to have you on this episode. Uh, I think you're an amazing person. And, you know, in our conversation we had prior to the show, I felt a lot of, a lot of love, a lot of energy, a lot of good story from you. And um, you have a big heart. And I can't wait for listeners tuning in. To hear uh, to hear your story, I appreciate um, that, man. I love talking to you too. You're great energy. I love your format. I love your show. So I'm glad to be here. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, where you're from. I'm uh, from St. Paul, Minnesota. I was born and raised here. Um, uh, I have one sibling. I pretty much spent a lot of my life here, but I lived in Texas for like a little bit. That's where my dad's original from. Um, but I travel a lot. So that's been kind of like a big learning thing for me. Um, I do the podcast stuff and pretty much my life's been just a crazy journey of all kinds of crazy things that have taken me all over the place. Um, and that's pretty much what's got me here. Thank you for sharing that, you know, and I can't wait to get in some of these crazy things. Um, and um, are you feeling ready to dive in? Let's get to it, man. All right, man. Let's so, uh, Let's get it. Let's get it. <laughs> what you're, is your story of which brought you a life challenge or struggle? Man, I'm in the middle of one right now. It started, though, for me, the most significant would probably be when I was young. You know, I had alcoholic parents and they were abusive. And that really, as a kid, you don't understand it. And especially when you're in your early teens, when you're in junior high and stuff, you're real kind of crazy with hormones and things like that. And you're just starting to come into your own. It's very difficult to process that stuff. And uh, when I got out of my parents' house, out of that stranglehold of nonsense, um, I realized real quickly that the fact that my father and I or my mother and I really never had any sit down conversations kind of left me unprepared for life. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like we didn't have any, like, this is, 
these are the opportunities out here, or this is how you should navigate these situations. We didn't have any of those talks. We never did. I know a lot of people don't, but for me, it uh, left me feeling real vulnerable in the real world. You know what I mean? Like I felt like people around me had a, a good idea of who they were and how they operated. And I didn't. So I felt like I could be manipulated or taken advantage of. I felt like I could be, you know, I just didn't know. I was afraid, man. It was scary. So I, that was where I began this journey of finding out who I am. That was, that was the most significant. And it's, it's helped me where I'm at now, but yeah, I'm still going through one of the hardest times of my life right now. Well, man, you know, thank you for sharing that. And, you know, it's tough, you know, when we are young and we are kind of left alone like that, especially through the ones that, you know, we are expected to to feel the love and feel that, that support and that guidance. And, um, you know, it's, I feel like uh, a lot of young ones and, you know, uh, individuals who were raised in a certain way in a family life that were left out like that, you know, it's, you're technically on your own to, to build yeah, who man. you are. And, you know, you're on your own in a sense to build the man that you are and learn about through emotions and feelings and how the environment and how to socialize with people. Like during this time when you're getting older, like let's say uh, pushing forward towards like high school and maybe like, you know, um, early 20s, so late teens, early 20s, um, were you still uh, feeling some of these challenges and struggles? What were like the main emotions Yeah, man, I was still being abused at that time. Like I, that shit, or that stuff went on until I was like eighteen. I apologize. Uh, that went on until I was like eighteen or nineteen. So, but at that point, it wasn't as much physical. It was they would just try to upend my life. You know what I mean? Like kick me mm-hmm. out in the middle of the night. They stole my car from me a couple of times. Like it was just crazy stuff. And yeah. I, uh, it, it it was difficult because the foundation of abuse had started already. So, like. My dad used to do and say crazy things to me and uh, st- like beating me wasn't a big deal. Like I can remember the beatings, but barely. Like when I talk about my anger towards that situation or the, like when I was angry, mm-hmm. um, I never thought about that. I always thought about the things you would say, you know, I'm stuck. Mm-hmm. That was the stuff that stuck with me. And mm-hmm. it was going on in high school. And I was actually really popular in high school. Like I won best dress for my senior polls and, I had a lot of friends. I got along with everybody, but down inside, like I was really insecure because of the stuff I was going through at home. You know, I didn't know how to deal with it. I, I thought I was the only one getting it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's very right. difficult to like want to tell your friends about that. Cause at that point you just think they're going to think something's wrong with you. So right. like, I was really, really meticulous with how I chose my friends at that time because I didn't want to let anybody into that world. So I would I never even went to my own prom at high school and I was popular, you know. I went yeah. to proms at other schools with other girls because I didn't want <laughs> I just tried to keep that part like I kept a bubble around me a little bit right. just to feel safe, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's part of that that lingers. You know, there's behaviors that you get when you deal with that kind of stuff at a young age. Mm-hmm. There are there are tendencies that are really hard to break. And that's part of why I try to reach out to the youth and do a lot with mental health, like for the for men who go through, who've gone through trauma as a youth or that have been in domestic violence situations where they can't discuss it because there's no support for them or they don't know how to. So that's a big reason why I do a lot of what I do because I know how confusing it can be. When, um, 
as you're getting older and really realizing this and reflecting um, that this started really affecting you, uh, you know, mentally and emotionally, um, what were things that you try to do to keep yourself healthy during this time? Man, I'll tell you, I went on a journey, man. I really did. And it's one of the main things I try to tell people is it saved my life. And it was I really started to look at me. So I took myself apart. I deconstructed everything about me. I found all my fears, all my weaknesses, all the things I didn't like about myself that I would change. And I started to go, okay, how can I rebuild myself and be the best me that I can be? So I established my core values, how I operate. I know what I stand for. I had to define how I live, like everything. And then I said, okay, this is what I'm going to be. This is how I'm going to operate. And I also went to therapy for 20 years and I, I do all of it. I do a lot of research on my own. Um, but man, that finding myself and really defining myself changed the game for me, man. It really mm -hmm. did. Cause it gave me a confidence. Like I know who I am. So now I'm standing taller than I ever did before. Mm -hmm. I can walk into any room and I'm good. Cause I know how I operate. Like, it doesn't matter. I'm across the board. I'm fair. I'm understanding. And it's just like, it was the biggest thing I ever did, man. I couldn't tell people enough. Do it. It takes time. Everybody's journey is different. It's a lot of hard work. But man, it is worth it. It is worth it. That's a that's amazing. I like that perspective, like how you talked about deconstructing what you were, who you were at the time um, to kind of build yourself into this, like man you are and, and, and learning and, and, um, absorbing all those things that you went through and started focusing on being stronger, uh, healing, moving forward, finding opportunities to help you. Um, I I'm curious, like, um, besides reaching out for some help, um, when you're doing the de deconstructive of yourself, were you into like writing at all? Were you into, um, like what, what were some of the tools and channels you used to, to kind of really reflect? Writing was a big thing. It was probably one of the main things. In fact, I had a little leather journal that I kept with me all the time. Mm -hmm. I had at least two more journals in my backpack and like a, a regular notebook, man. I wrote some, I still write every day. I've been writing to my unborn child for 10 years. Wow. And, I, and it's all stuff about my experience of, reconstructing myself or you know great books that i've read life lessons that i've seen things that i just thought would be interesting and then i include questions i write to myself every day i write to my son every day still um mm. i write to him about how he's growing up about what me and him go through on a day-to-day -day basis so i even record podcasts with him sitting in my lap just That's me talking awesome. to him so that when he gets older he can see himself while i'm talking to him you know, mm. that's a big thing, man. Even with the mm. trades for grades that I have coming out, if the kids don't want cards, the yeah. only substitute prizes we have are rewards, are journals and pens. That's a really cool um, thing that you're starting. I really think that's awesome. Um, it's funny that you um, we mentioned this in your in introduction, and I think it's so neat and cool. Uh, and uh, what a coincidence. Uh, I was on my way home from work tonight, and I see this like... Uh, Tim Hortons ad and it says oh we got trading cards now and it was hockey Aww. players on this big banner and I I thought about you and I was like <laughs> oh I got my show tonight and this guy's you know we started this, this program for 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 kids you know and I think um I really like that you know um you utilize now or when you started transitioning into um focus on helping you know others in the community and the youth and men who went through this because um at the end of the day, this is always going to be here, you know, 
At the end right. of the day, there's evil in the world. And sometimes yeah, people man. do harm people. And sometimes it could be our own people. It could be in our own blood. And um, so I think it's awesome that you harness some of that trauma and what you went through into helping your son and helping this uh, the kids, you know, with this uh, academic um, achievement program for trading cards. Like, that's so cool. Like, I, I, that's the first time I've ever heard of that. So I think, like, I hope this <laughs> blows up. I think it will. I think if you really push it. Um, going into... Um, when you're deconstructing yourself and transitioning into who you started really feeling good and, and confident in the man that you wanted to be. Um, what, what age were you at when you, um, do you roughly know when you remember when you, when you started really transitioning into who you truly were and started really like loving for who you were and, um, you know, maybe being stronger to deal with some of the attacks that may have had happen. Yeah, during, man. Uh, during the transition. That's a tough one for me, man. Okay. Here's the thing. Like I, I, I'm able to compartmentalize and I understand mm -hmm. the value of everything that happens in my life. Okay. I understand what it means. What, I also understand that a lot of it is not, it's not even about me. It's about their behavior. Like their behaviors don't define me as a person. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? But it's, right. it's just, I had to deal with it. Right. But it's still, I'm going to, man, like they say there's empaths or whatever. Right. And I, I love people so much that those hurts like really hurt for me. Like, Right. Like they, I mean, they burn, bro. Like I, I, mm -hmm. I take them way to heart. So I don't know if I'll ever heal from that. Like mm -hmm. I'll always hurt because I love people because I, the four people that have hurt me the most have been my mother, my father, my sister, and my girlfriend that I was with for 20 years. Like wow. the four people that were closest to me were the ones that burned me, you know, mm -hmm. and knowing who I am and how I operate, like I'm the last person I would think you would want to do that to. Because mm -hmm. as long as you with me, like I'm rocking with you till the very end and then some. Mm. So, but I think I was 19, well, I was 21 for sure when I started the therapy thing. I went one time. Okay. And I was just like, I don't know if I can do this because I just didn't know, man. I How didn't did it feel, feel comfortable. How did it, it feel? It felt gross. It, yeah. Just to I was, un unleash like all that to someone yeah. you don't know. Well, I felt weird just walking in there like as a guy, like it was still tough man days and mm -hmm. i was just yeah. scared man i didn't know what i was gonna talk about i didn't even know if i should talk about it i didn't know if they were gonna say something was wrong with me or you know what i mean like there's just all these questions and it's when you've never talked about it before it's very difficult to just go here take it all look at it you know mm -hmm. but i didn't it was also this is and this is what i'll tell everybody if you've ever done therapy and you didn't like it remember you don't have to just take the first therapist you talk to. You can go in there and interview them too. find mm -hmm. somebody like just like you would if you're out at a bar or if you're at a library or if you're at school, find somebody like that. Go pick a friend like that. Pick your therapist the same way you would a friend. Find mm -hmm. somebody that you're comfortable talking to, that you have a connection because how are you going to open up to somebody mm -hmm. that Amazing. you don't feel comfortable with? So right. go sit with them for 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And if you don't feel that, if you don't feel that click, find somebody else. Because mm -hmm. when you do find the person that you can talk to and that you're comfortable with, man, it makes a difference. And that's what I did. Wonders. Yeah. Once I did that, man, I was sold for life. I was sold for life. Yeah. And yeah, and that was a big part of it, too. And that's where the helping comes from. Because I didn't want to take medication. I was like, I'm not, I'm depressed, yeah. man, but you ain't giving me no medication. So let's find ways to offset my lows with highs. Let's pick mm -hmm. something that's on the op that can make me go to the opposite end of the spectrum and helping others was that thing. Mm -hmm. So it's like that when I'm really, really sad, 
I'll go find a, I'll find a, even from here, I find ways every day to do something for somebody. Yeah. Every I love day. that about you. Yeah. And it, it feels great, man. It's, mm. It feels just great. It's so, yeah, man. It's like I can breathe, man. Like I'm taking yeah. the biggest breath of air. Like I'm <laughs> living in those moments. Yeah, so. man. Like you feel lighter, you know, you feel like yeah. um, you're making fulfillment in this world. Um, I love that. I love the way you just uh, shared that story like that. Um, if you could remember a time when you, so after like a little bit of the therapy and you really started like realizing, wow, like, um, you know, using those lows into like the highs of giving back into the community and other people. And you're like, wow, this feeling, is there like a story or, or something you can remember where you first, where it first hit you and you were like, yo, I love this. I want to continue doing Ooh. this. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. yeah. Like, like something where you gave back in a way and you're like, wow, I this is what I want to do. Um, but how, like, how do, where do I start? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Let me, well, honestly, man, it was when I was 11 years old. Mm. 11 years old wow i i started volunteering at a rec center by my house um, okay frost lake elementary school shout out frost lake um shout out frost lake <laughs> shout out frost lake uh <laughs> yes yeah. yeah, so i i would hang out there and play like ball and stuff and nice I, I was there every day i lived right next door okay but i started coaching the, they lost their like floor hockey coach so i started coaching the kids floor hockey mm. and we won like two championships because i'm a terrible coach, but they were great kids. It was a hockey neighborhood, <laughs> but uh, no big deal. we had a blast, man. And it was, I ended up winning youth volunteer of the month from the city. Mm. And I got like recognized by the mayor and I got to go up in front of all these people and get, and that was when I was like, this is my thing. This is my thing. Mm. Like, nice. and I, and I, a part of it's always been in me, man. Like I just didn't know how to harness it and use it for healing. Right. You know what I mean? Like I've always yeah, been the yeah. kind of friend who was like, if you were like, I like that baseball card, I'll just give it to you. Like, here, take it, bro. You know, my mom's that way, mm. but she's got to be drunk. But if my mom's ever drinking and she has stuff at her house you like, if you point it out, she'll you can take it home. She'll give it to you. Mm. I think that's where I got it from, except I didn't get the drinking part. Okay. Um yeah, but it and it's carried over. I yeah, can't when, think of a time. Well, I did it in elementary, even when I was young, yeah, my mom yeah. said that I came home from school one time and she said I was crying. Yeah, and I was like, "What was I crying about?" She said, "Because some kid at school was getting bullied, and this is elementary, I think, and they were making fun of him because his clothes were dirty." And she said that I took—I don't remember this. She said I took all my clothes to school and gave them to the kid the next day. Wow! Because I felt so bad for him. So I mean, it's always been in me, mm -hmm. but but now it's become a healing tool, and it's it's become a way for me to hopefully create a better world for my son. You know. Mm. When did you start? Um let's say if we fast forward, like, let's say mm -hmm. mid twenties, late twenties, when did you really start like rolling along with giving back and, and really like, um, snowball affecting like, wow, like, uh, I love this. I'm, uh, I'm doing, working on this project. I'm starting building this. I started focusing, you know, on these good things and you started really like almost become like this habit of giving back. Well, that didn't start till honestly, man, probably not, Till along after mid thirties, maybe I've mm -hmm. always done it, but nice. I've done it on a smaller scale. I've done it with friends or strangers that I meet. It's just yeah. been kind of here or there. I mean, for four years I was in college and working full time. So it was difficult for me. And honestly, man, I was still on my reconstruction journey. That took me, mm -hmm. man, I started in what? 2003. 
And I didn't wow. finish that until 2016, man. Yeah. That was a long road. That was a lot of work. And uh, I mean, I, if I really sat and thought about it, I could probably think of, I would say, the I don't know, man, the actual, like I said, it's been such a part of me that once I cleared my head and in mm-hmm. 2017, when I started building my own business and I, mm. you know, started like producing during the day, like I, I was, how do I want to say this? I was starting to see the fruits of my labor when it came to like, nice. I, I built all this stuff up inside of me. And then I said, okay, right. now let's see if this, if this let's works, put it this out is there. what we're doing. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah, put it to work. And it started sure. kicking in. Yeah. But, and then I started just, I'll tell you when, man, I'll yeah, tell you so. when I remember now. Nice. Let's go. I remember, man. I do. There's this African-American dude named Wendell downtown St. Paul. Great dude. Shout out to this dude. I got to find him, man. I was just thinking about him the other day. Yeah, man. Go find this guy. I got to find him. We're real close. I remember I gave him like 10 bucks one day, which isn't nothing. And he was like, oh, I want to get. I said, man, don't tell me what you. I don't care what you use it for. Mm -hmm. You're happy. I'm getting joy. You're doing me a favor, man. You're helping me. Cause I'm giving you 10 bucks and you're happy and I'm, I get to feel good. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wish I could do more. Like, don't, don't explain to me why you need it. Cause I don't mm-hmm. care. I don't care if you go buy a bottle. I don't care if you go get something to eat. I don't care if you tear it up and throw it in the air. I, it's, you don't have requirements, bro. Just take the money. You know what I'm saying? And me and him just started talking. He told me his story and uh, I was heartbroken. A divorce sent him down this path. You know what I'm saying? And it's very understandable. It's mm-hmm. tough. And uh, we became close, so close that this dude, I was like, yo, you're coming to Thanksgiving tomorrow, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, like real close. Nice. And that just him, he was loved by everybody downtown, loved by everybody. And he would introduce me to people all the time. And, and I was like, why is this dude like this dude is struggling? He's big up in me mm-hmm. every chance he gets. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just that that was when I was really like, I got to do something because I kept telling him, like, we got to figure out a way to get you out of this situation. But you got to I kept telling him, but you got to be ready. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, don't don't have me play a bunch of cards here if you're not ready. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, if, Let's get you ready and then let's do it. Let's figure something out. And then I lost track of him, man. Like, I see I know where I could find him. But I've moved <laughs> now far away and yeah, you know, I'm just doing the single dad think, thing. And I think you should reach out to him, man. You should you should tell him how grateful you are for the stuff you went through, you know, and that that's that's I amazing. am, man. I look, man, he was uh he really humbled me. Nice. Because seeing how happy he was, and and this is a time where I was going through some tough stuff too, you know. I still help, I still do my thing, but he really showed me like he is just a, such a good heart. And I've become, I started to feel like I was becoming more jaded from everything that I'd gone through. Mm. And I was like trying to pull myself back. Like, don't, don't, don't lose yourself. Don't lose yourself. Cause it's no good if I love people and I'm not willing to help them because I've been hurt. Right. Don't, that doesn't mean no good. So, mm-hmm. and he really helped, man, he really helped save me. And then that finishing the process of com- uh, defining who I am. Sorry about moving the camera, y'all. I'm, I'm having to hold it because my laptop is, is slow. Good, it's not man. slow. It's just terrible. But it's a Lenovo. Dell sent me a laptop. No, I'm just kidding. So <laughs> I, I uh, finishing that process allowed me to really clear my head. Mm. So then I start, and I do, that's when I really started pushing. Like, how can I make a difference? How can I make a difference? How can I make a difference? So I've been planning this, 
the after school program for a while. That's been in planning for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. The trades for grades just came up because I started collecting for my son and I realized that no stores have cards for kids anymore. So I was like, well, how can we get them cards? And I was like, well, how did I get cards when I was little? Cutting mm-hmm. lawns, saving my allowance or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And then I would go to the store. We could buy them anywhere. Well, kids ain't gonna be able to do all that and go to Walmart and buy cards because they're all sold out. So just get good grades. Send me your report card. I'll ship them to you. <laughs> and that's a big thing. Like I got a guy in Cali who's going to distribute. Yo, cool. We've got a guy in Pennsylvania who's going to distribute on the East Coast. We're looking for somebody down south so that we can sh- minimize the distance that we send donations for cards and shipping costs. But it's all this is this is a nonprofit, but I'm not making no money. I'm not making Yo. no money from the after school program either. It's incredible. You know, it's just, I, um, it's just love incredible. man, for people. Yeah, but that I would say 2017 though, man. That's probably when, yeah. when I started doing for me. Yeah, and I really got clear of the work. Once the work is hard, man. So in that moment, in that 2017 moment, when you started clearing that mindset and started re, um, um, how do you say this? Redirect where you wanted mm-hmm. to go with your heart and your mind. Connect that both. You started feeling that healing. You started feeling, okay, I know what I would need to do to give back. Right. What was the hardest thing to let go of in that moment? People. Wow. Okay. People. Because when you become enlightened, when you start to know who you are and how you operate, you realize that there's some people that just don't fit the mold of your of your right. World. So there's certain people you know in your life you would just yeah. need to let go. Just yeah. gotta say goodbye, man. I had to tell yeah. some of my friends like, "Yo, I like hanging out with you, but we're going different directions, man. I'm out. Mm-hmm. And right, you gotta right. do it. And it's it hard. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah, it's, especially it's, when you hard. love them. Yeah, man. I I uh I, look, I reflect back and even just this past year, so. And uh, there's some people that I love, man, too, that I had to let go of, you know, based on that same, uh, you know, that same wavelength. And uh, at the end of the day, if your heart and mind has a different path, you know, especially when it comes to supporting and help community, staying humble and genuine in who we are, um, you know, you want to be surrounded by people who are humble and genuine and right. that same mind and heart, you know. And uh, so, um, yo, yeah, but I, 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 I feel really. I just want to make sure that the people I'm around either can teach me something or that they're going some, you know what I mean? Like I want to see everybody win, but we can't win on the couch. Like I gotta, I've wasted time in my life. You know what I mean? Like I was afraid mm-hmm. to like change jobs if I had a bad job because I was all the stuff that I went through, like mm-hmm. any bit of security or like I had a terrible job, but I was just took it to work at, to go to school at during the day and then work at night and do homework. But I didn't want to leave that job when I was done with school because I was scared because I was a, I had security. I had a, my nice place and I was working close to home and I was safe. Mm-hmm. And my life when I was younger made me really cling to anything safe. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. And right, I knew right. my potential and what I should be doing. But I just was like, but I'm safe here. So I'm going to stay. Yeah. And one day I just that was part of the process. I had to just break that, just break <sighs> it, force it, myself it, to just do stuff. Isn't it amazing though that feeling after you break it and you start really pushing forward and you like look back and like wow, I actually did that and like I Damn feel man. so you know I feel so good. Bro. It's almost like you just got yourself. It's almost like you won the Olympics for yourself. My legs are shaking right now. I get so excited. Oh, yo, dude, it's cool, the best man. drug in the world, man. When you've accomplished something mm-hmm. that you didn't think you could do and you mm. start to see it build or you start to see the result. Bro, that that adrenaline that I get from that is ridiculous. It is re. I'm getting excited right now. I'm just talking about <laughs> yo, it, bro. <laughs> yo, it's that adrenaline and what you just mentioned um, is why I wanted you on the show tonight. 
and uh because of our our, our first conversation how <laughs> and everything you're sharing i was like wow like, yeah, like you know i just wanted to have it right away but um no this is this is amazing man you know you're a solid person and i'm proud of you um to be it, able man. to um, go through what you went through and you know you know and and where you are man and what you're doing for your son what you're doing for for these kids and um yeah i i see big things um coming your way and uh i think it's only a matter of time where the universe is starting to really attract towards people like yourself and in so, the way you're, what you're doing oh 100 man 100%. i hope so because i want to be able to tell my kid one day you can be anything you want to be. Well, you can't. He's not going to be center for the Lakers because I'm not tall. And his mother's <laughs> not tall. So you never know. He man. Can't be anything. But I want him to. <laughs> I don't want to tell him anything, really, man. I want to show right. him. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that almost give Alex him the tools Smith, and let and, and let him find this path what he loves. Correct. You know. Correct. But I want him to be. But I don't want to. I want my son to look at me and go, "My dad did it, so I can do it." Mm. You know, what I, mean? I don't want to have to talk to talk to my son. Yeah, 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 I want him to look at me and see it. You know what I mean? I want him to understand right. it. I want him because mm. if he sees it, I could tell him he, I, he can be anything he wants. But if I'm, you know what I'm saying, like a bum, if I'm not doing anything, if I'm not mm. doing what I love, mm. then how can I tell him that? Because he's not seeing yeah. it. I'm saying mm. one thing and doing another. So I really want to work hard to, I want success because I challenge myself. I'm competitive against me. Like mm. I don't care about money. I don't care about notoriety. I just, whatever I do, I want to crush everyone else at it. Mm-hmm. Like I tell I people that. when I get, I get to jobs, I'm like, you know, I'm going to try and take your job, right? Like, <laughs> I just want you to know I'm here to, I'm here to, I'm here to take over. Wow. Like, I'm, I want to win. I yeah, want to yeah. know how good I can be at stuff. Like I really nice. want to know. I so. feel like um, sometimes when we push ourselves and, and, and we look ourselves in the mirror and, you know, we are, we are our biggest competitor, you know, and because Heck at the end yeah. of the day, it, it's all in here, man. If you can, if you can elevate your mindset and, and create that self competitiveness, um, but at the same Oof. time still having a wavelength of genuine, uh, genuine humbleness, um, yeah, man, it's just a trifecta of just like opportunity, and it when is, it starts man. rolling, you start waking up. That consistency, like you just, it feels, it becomes habit to just want to do better. It becomes yeah, habit man, it to just want to practice. It just becomes habit. And, and in nature that we just want to continue to grow and to make a big impact in this world. It's true. So. It's contagious, man. I'm telling mm-hmm. you, the people around you, if they if you, they got even a little spark in them, you could send them off into the right direction just by with that energy. It's crazy, man. I love, I seek people out with that energy. I just, I, I love it. Tell me mm-hmm. what you're thinking about. What are your ideas? What are you working on? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. And, and I just love to hear stories of people that win. I don't, I will sacrifice my wins if everybody else can win. That's how much I love it. Mm. Like, I love seeing the nice. underdog come back and kill. You know what I mean? Like, them stories, man, mm. those are the ones that drive me. Like, just like I tell my oldest son, Kate, I tell him all the time, what do we do? Mm-hmm. All the hurdles that we face in life, all the obstacles, regardless of what yours or mine are, any life we have, we're going to have obstacles they might be different but we're gonna have them regardless what do you do in the end you just spike the ball kid you get in the end zone and you spike the ball it's a metaphor for like nope i broke 
a thousand tackles and then got to the end zone. You win, you score, and you just spike the ball. That's what we're doing here. That's what we're <laughs> fighting for, kid, to spike this ball. You want to spike that ball on the people who told you you couldn't graduate face? Or what about that you couldn't go to college? Or what about that you couldn't buy a Mercedes? Like you want to spike the ball on their face? Then do it. Do mm-hmm. what they say you can't. Show them. Like I literally mm-hmm. wanted. I try to get jobs that I'm not even qualified for, so I can go in there and be as great as I can be and just go. You guys went to school for this? Like I'm competitive. Like I put all a chip on my shoulder everywhere. Like I make stuff mm-hmm. up just to be, just to spike the ball. And it's, it, it feels good to say it. And he always goes, Dad. I go, you got goosebumps on your elbows, don't you? He goes, Yeah. How do you know all the time? I'm like. Cause you want to win, kid. Yeah. Cause you, you could feel that when you think it, you know what I mean? He feels yeah, it. So, of yeah. and that's what it's about. Like finding out, can you score? Do you want to mm-hmm. score? Cause I'm still going through hard stuff, bro. Bro, I'm mm-hmm. telling you right now, the stuff I'm going through, we could do a mm-hmm. six part episode on what I'm going through right now. Mm-hmm. My son's mother just bailed two weeks ago in the middle of the night and left me and him. Mm-hmm. Look, it sucks. Mm-hmm. I, my heart, bre- I just, I, my heart breaks every time I see him because of what he's got to go through right now. Mm. but that can't stop me you know what i mean and thank god i've gone through the journey that i have and i've you know i'm battle tested but mm-hmm. battle test is not a good thing nobody wants to spend their life fighting battles mm-hmm. you know what i mean but right it's the other stuff it's 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 the other stuff that i have planned it's my son it's people like you who are out here spreading the word and giving people a format to discuss, you know, mental health or just resiliency, all these different things, all these different people that you can kind of see the tide turning a little bit in society mm-hmm. mm. where we're, we're starting to be the more significant group where we are starting to just spread love. Like I do it for everybody, man. I don't do nothing mm-hmm. for me. My life is a life of sacrifice. All I do for myself during the day is take a shower and eat. Everything else I do is for my son or for everybody else. Because mm. I don't really care what I have. I just want to leave a world that's better for him and my older son so that they don't got to navigate hurdles like I do. Mm-hmm. And that's why I rock the way I do. Man, I can listen to you all day, man. <laughs> your energy and your uh, resilience and your and the passion you have inside of want to, to help and make a difference, man. You know, um, you know, I am sorry that you had to go through that, go through all those battles, you know, and still have to go through those today. Because at the end of the day, that stuff does hurt, man. That's that's a continuing hurt. But at the end of the day, I, I feel I feel like the the amazing thing that uh, you know, reflecting right now, listening to your story, is that you have such a drive to turn any battle that you're going through or what have you went through into this amazing like opportunity, this this way, this channel of healing. By helping people um and doing what you're doing you know with your family and through business and through the community with the kids and the academic achievement program with uh trades of cards and but uh yeah that's amazing man um i have one question yeah. if so um is there anything you would have done differently to overcome what you went through if you could go, go back in time is there anything you might have done a little bit differently to overcome. Yeah. In every situation I would have with my parents, with any time I've faced adversity, whether it's losing a job or, you know, a friend, a relationship. The one thing that I wish I would do is in the beginning, when you start 
when the whatever the incident is happens, just stop everything and think. Take time. Relax. There's always this need for me to deal with everything right now. Right now, I got to solve the problem right now. I got to fix it right now. That is my biggest weakness. It is my biggest weakness. Just breathe, relax, let people do what they do and just watch and listen, take in the information. And then when it's time to make a move, you'll know when it's time. Mm -hmm. When you're patient, you'll know when it's time. I'm still learning this lesson. Mm -hmm. But you can't do it if you're emotional. And you Mm -hmm. can start to spiral. I can start to spiral. I shouldn't say everybody else. But for me, if I start to go... What the, and I start to get upset and I try to solve, then I just go in another direction where I'm like, why can't we solve this? Like I start to get more and more frustrated. I just got to relax because when I do relax, sometimes the problems solve themselves. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I've turned something that I thought was a problem into a problem because I wasn't patient enough to find out that it wasn't a problem. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? That happens so to everyone, man. It happens yeah, to all man. of us. It says patience since patience in our own emotions. Um, sorry, hold on. You're on mute here. I'm going to unmute you quick. There you go. I un- can't unmute you guys because it shows. Oh, there you go. You're good. I think I hit it with my finger. Yeah. No, it's all good. Yo, I wanted to say, um, yeah, we all go through this. I find that yeah. sometimes our emotions um, get us into those situations. And it's it, sometimes it just takes a little bit of patience, a little bit of breathing, a little bit. Okay, you know what? Let me wait a little bit before. And if we do, I feel like almost 90 five percent of the time if you actually wait something good will come out of it but if you let your emotions start making that decisions too early and then yeah you find out it's like man what am i doing like i just put myself in this like rabbit hole of my own oh my own emotions you know my own whether it's anxiety stress could be a little bit of anger anything so i feel you on that i totally do Uh, i have one more thing yeah i know of course questions ask questions Mm, ask, yep. Just ask questions, whether it's to yourself or to somebody else or mm-hmm. whoever, if you're going through it with somebody else, if you have a relationship, ask questions. You can never ask too many questions. And if you ask enough questions, even if someone's lying to you, you can find out the truth on your own. Mm, true. Just ask questions. Don't assume. I do that sometimes. That's one thing I've gotten a lot better at, though, because I'm naturally inquisitive. So I just want to like, mm-hmm. I'll talk your ear off and I'll ask you a million questions like. I'll ask you in the middle of the night. I'll ask you three days later. Like, well, just ask questions. Make sure you have all the information. And while you're doing that, relax. Good to go. So, Joe, what are you doing today um, besides the um, program that you're starting right now with the kids? Um, what are you doing um, today with uh, 44 Entertainment? Um, you're the host of the Trap House podcast that you've started. That's correct. Um, what? what Tell us a little bit about that. And if people listening and tuning in, like, um, you know, what would draw their attention towards some of the, uh, the business, um, that you're doing right now and some of your entertainment, what, um, yeah. Chaos. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we got, so I'm doing the show. I'm actually about to release the episode tonight. It's a great Mm -hmm. episode with a gentleman named Timothy Kellis. He's from, uh, Florida and he's, uh, well, he's solved the marriage problem, I'll just say. So that should be mm, intriguing wow. enough to get dudes a look, he's on to something, man. He really mm. is. It's amazing. This dude's message is mm. awesome. He's got it's just one of those things that when you hear it, you're like, Oh, that makes sense. It's real it's cool. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna release That's that today. Porn. It is, man. It, what he's doing is important. It is Sorry, bro. I don't mean to jump in quick. No, but what he's good, doing is man. Incredible it's incredible 
it's amazing um that uh someone like himself that's uh doing that because you know what i i don't know if i might have been a couple years ago i read a statistic about um marriages in this generation that we're in and because of the temptation in the world with with uh, the internet and social media and, and even you know you think of access to everyone but sometimes it's not a good thing and evil not, kicks man. in and temptation kicks in and you have a lot of marriages that are actually falling apart man and um you know it's uh i feel like that um you know, marriage is a beautiful thing. I think when two people come together and they love each other and they want to spend their life together, um, you know, it's uh, it's so important. Um, you know, and I think I think um, that love can can create such an amazing life for two people. Um, yeah, but you have these environmental factors. Now you have this world that we live in. There's so many negative, temptational environmental factors that destroy relationships. Yeah, whether man. it's girlfriend boyfriend partners common law marriages and, and you know what sometimes it's not even their fault sometimes i feel like it's just temptation swept them up and they didn't take a second to think they didn't get paid. i'll tell you what it is bro yeah they don't know, know themselves mm, yeah they don't know how they operate so if right. you don't know how you operate if mm. you don't have a baseline like this is what i do this is how like my friends know if my, I'll tell my friends in a heartbeat, like, yo, man, you're treating your wife messed up. You can't talk to her. You can't do, you got to go home. Mm-hmm. Stop. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. I'm, I worry about what's right and wrong. Mm-hmm. What's fair. That's, those are the things I care about. If you're my, yeah. I don't care who you are in my life. You don't get spe- special privileges. In fact, if you're in my life, I'll hold you to a higher standard. So mm-hmm. get it together. But people don't know who they are. So if your relationship is bad one day, then it's just bad. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's you're vulnerable. You're blowing in the wind is what we say mm-hmm. it, because there's no solid foundation. So if your girl, if a guy or a girl are in a relationship and they've been mad at their girlfriend or boyfriend for four days and all of a sudden someone jumps in their inbox, it's like the grass is greener on the other side, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It's like nobody wants to make commitment because they're always, there's a lot of insecurity, man. People are selfish mm-hmm. because they're afraid. Yeah. There's a lot of trauma from our youth kids. There's a lot of kids, people out here who went through some stuff when they were younger and never dealt with it. And that's where it really starts. There's yeah. insecurities and insecurity will lead you to run here and there. But you could fight that insecurity by finding out who you are. And when you know who you, I'm telling you, the confidence I have is retarded. And I don't mind to say that in a bad way. I apologize. It's ridiculous. It's I shouldn't be as confident as I am with everything mm-hmm. that I've gone no. through. And a lot of times mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not. But because I know who I am, it allows me to not think about the stuff that scares me. And I think about the things that I could do better. It allows me to focus on other stuff. The, the, Tim's solutions are amazing. I would tell everybody who's listening right now, don't even, you don't have to listen to my show. Just look up Tim Kellis, uh, the marriage solution. You'll find him. He's a great guy. And I, it's one of the biggest things that I'm advocating for because it solves the domestic violence issue. It solves a lot of problems at home that, you know, end up spilling onto our kids and future generations. And that's mm. what we're trying to avoid here. You know, it, mm. you don't want to you don't want to fall apart with your loved ones. You don't want to do that for no. your kids. You, you know, you, know, you mean? chose so like, you chose that person for a reason. You know what I mean? It's because that person right. moved your heart. So, you know, right. what if things environment in our world are going to try to attack and, 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 and um, infiltrate uh, in between that in your heart, like. um you know, take a step back and what, yeah. what really means, what really means to you, you know, in your heart and for that person that you love. And, uh, you yeah, know, you put in the time, you guys are putting in the time together. Don't burn it. 
Mm-hmm. Me and my look, me and my ex, we have our problems. I don't hold her at fault. I don't like what she's done, but we both made mistakes along the way. We were both two kids when we got together in 1999 that didn't know how to communicate and had both been through trauma. And we still made it as long as we did. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't hold her responsible. She's just taking a different path, man. It's I'm having to work for my forgiveness to try and forgive because I'm not a I, I'll forgive you, but I just it still hurts. Right. I got to find a way to be in that place where I can forgive and let go. Be good. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's a that's not a her problem. That's a me problem. Mm-hmm. That's something I got to fix. Mm-hmm. But like I can't. It's we could have been great had we had these skill sets at a younger age. You know what I mean? And it, mm-hmm. we could have saved. We we both threw 20 years away and it's it's heartbreaking for my son is really heartbreaking. And that's why. I care. It's, I try to do as much as I can, man. I don't like mm-hmm. broken families. I don't like anybody sad. I don't want people going home and feeling uncomfortable where they live. Like I, yeah. I'll go door to door and help if I can. If I have to, I will. Yeah, man. You know, that's amazing. And I think that you have a big heart and no matter what things are happening right now, um, like I said, I believe that there's going to be incredible opportunities your way. I think you're going to get a lot of love from the world if you continue um harnessing some of this pain into what you want to do to do good to do good and give back no and, so man um, they could check out my show everything yeah. and mental health related so far um which right, is right, so. but it's been fun i've had uh some great guests i yeah. got some great guests coming up some pretty famous comedians and other yeah, artists yeah. and stuff like that so and then uh i got the blog that i'm about to launch i, I don't really know what direction i'm not i don't like to blog i don't know why i like to write Pen mm-hmm. and paper, but I don't yeah, like yeah. to. Pl- but I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna give it a go. We uh got some merch, and I'm gonna try and do some other fun stuff. Try and make it way more fun. We're gonna do interactive stuff. Tim's actually gonna be coming back on. We're gonna take calls from guests and let them call in and ask questions. Yeah, man. Cool. We got a lot of stuff coming up. But uh, and if you guys want to be part of the trades for grades, hit me up. If you guys want to sign your kids up, hit me up at four yeah, um... at gmail dot com. Hit me up, and I'll sign you guys up as soon as the website launches. We'll get it going. Yeah, man. Yeah. People listening in, tuning in to this live stream or see the recap video. Um, if you do have Instagram, please go follow the Trap House podcast. It's all one word. Um, I believe your Buzzsprout link is on your Instagram page, right? I think so. so yeah. Yep. So if they want to, um, I was checking out earlier. So if they want to, uh, people listening in, they want to check out your episodes that you're launching, that link in your Instagram will take you there, correct? Correct. Yep, nice. Yep. So that's amazing, man. Um, you know, I think um, I'm proud of you, man. Like, I, it's so awesome to hear resilient stories like this. Um, you know, and I think because at the end of the day, we're all human. It doesn't matter how strong as a man we could be. At the end of the day, when we're a young boy and we're growing and growing up and we're trying to just learn about the world and we're treated in a certain way, it affects us long term. And, True. you know, and I think right now in your life, um, you know, you have... Uh, amazing uh, opportunity in, in, in the space right now to be able to connect with the world in a way you have these other amazing people coming on your show and building this uh, environment and building this new like circle, this new healing, this new, like, you know, um, I guess you could say uh, this new world for you really like, you know, mm-hmm. like giving back. And, um, you know, like, I think, um, you know, I think we should stay connected for sure. We're going to, um, sure. you know, and I, you know, I want people like, listening in to really reach out to you, you know, and, and check out your episodes because you bring a lot of energy. Um, you know, you have a lot of heart and I just like that you're like straight to the truth, you know, um, 
you're, you know, you're straightforward, man. And um, I have one last question. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's good, I promise. I wasn't uh, there. I wasn't no, there, no. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> so for people listening in, tuning in, you know, for our young youth out there, especially our youth who could be struggling through something that you went through, um, that could be going through that right now in our community, um, you know, right. whether it's domestic uh, violence or it's domestic mental, uh, verbal abuse, um, anything. Um, what are some uh, words of wisdom, some 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 words of love that you can uh, to say to our youth, our community? It's not your fault. Situations are tough. You're born into situations with people that you don't get to select. But you got a long life ahead of you. And there's hope on the other side. It's hard, I know. But you got to seek out people in your life. And you got to be willing to talk about what you're going through and get help. You can't hide it. That's not going to do you any good. Don't be afraid to talk about it. There are people out here who care and will do anything to get you out of the situation or to help you through it. Don't be afraid. It's not your fault. Stay strong. And you're going to come out on the other side. Great. And you can't, my email is on the screen right now. I don't, everybody listen. You can hit me up anytime and we can talk. I, I'm not, I'm ex- as accessible as it gets. And if I don't get to you right away, I will, I, mean, I, I will email you back. We will talk. But I'm here and there are other people here. You just got to be not afraid to to go out there and seek them out. Things get better. Trust me. I promise. It does. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate you, man. I'm very grateful to have you on our show tonight. Uh, You're an incredible person. And, um, yeah, I want to stay in touch here. People listening in and tuning in, uh, catch Hashtag Stories of Healing podcast weekly um tonight was episode eight you know and joe um uh i believe you're going to continue doing amazing things in our community and like uh, like you said you know if there's youth out here right now um please reach out you can you can uh, reach out to him on his instagram here uh the trap house podcast and can you mention your gmail one more time just in case they want to email you yeah it's 44 entertainment at gmail.com or you can do the trap house podcast at g- uh, gmail.com either one cool 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 well, thank or you, just Joe. inbox me on Instagram or Facebook, the yeah. podcast, any of those places, just DM me or whatever. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Um, thank you, Joe. Thank you for sharing your story thank tonight. You, thank you for what you're doing for the community and our youth. Um, you know, um, I'm going to continue supporting you. I'm going to continue supporting your goals and I want to stay connected and together, you know, on this, on this show, on your show, um, you know, I think uh, we're going to continue doing amazing things for the world. And I agree, um, man. And thank you too, bro. Cause you're doing, you're doing the work just like I am. You're giving people a voice and you're, I mean, this is a great format, man. This is an amazing show and I love it. And uh, I'm excited to work with you some more and, you know, let's make a difference out here, man. Let's, let's kill it. Let's kill it, man. All right. Let's, kill it. let's share the love, man. Well, sure. Joe, thank love you y'all. so much, man. Have a good night. Thank Take you care, everyone. Guys. Good night.